All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of 21st Century. I'm going to keep this intro so short because Georgia and I, (laughs) we spilled some tea this week. This is the second episode in the Greek Life series, so I really hope you enjoy it. Quick disclaimer, Georgia and I (laughs) consumed a lot of apple cider mimosas because Kappa Apple Pie, Kappa Apple Pie Cider Mimosas. Next week's episode, I have a lot of updates for you guys, but I want to go ahead and get right into this episode. Enjoy. I love you all. I know it was weird not being here in spirit last week with having an episode out, but thank you guys for the continued support and enjoy. We're live. We're live. (laughs) (laughs) We have another episode of 21st Century... But hi, hello, welcome back, welcome back. Okay, you guys already know what time of the episode it is. Go follow me on the gram. First of all, go rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts because we are now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and we are available on all major streaming forms. So go rate me five stars. Love you, thank you. The gram is Sarah Myers, S-A-R-A-H-M-Y-E-R-Z. Don't forget to plug the podcast. 21st underscore century s-i-n-t-u-r-y you know what to do shameless plug time over i have a friend with me i have a friend <laughs> do you want to say hi hi do you want to say hi to the sinners <laughs> what's up sinners so happy to be here to be I, included <laughs> i love it and it was like i was like you know what everyone's got like like kesha has her animals lady gaga her monsters and i'm like well i need a name yeah, but I have a friend with me. Her name is Georgia. She's going to introduce herself in a moment. Okay. Um, we went to high school together. We also went to college together. Um, we were both in Kappa Apple Pie. <laughs> um, I really couldn't tell you where that name came from. I didn't it think- made me laugh when I listened to the first episode. <laughs> well, I was like, yes. <laughs> At first, I was like, I don't think I'm going to keep it around. But then so many people were like, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so, it's perfect. So Kappa Apple Pie is just going to stick. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were in Kappa Apple Pie together. So we've got another Greek Life episode coming your way. But why don't you go ahead and say hi? Hi. Plug your <laughs> socials if you want. So um, I'm Georgia. I live in Raleigh with Sarah. Um, we went to high school together, like she said, in college. Um, I'm a realtor now, so living my best life. <laughs> We've got a fun episode planned. <laughs> I'm a- just talking and like, I don't know that much about... <laughs> I'm completely lying because at no point did I come up with an outline. At no point did we run anything So we don't know what's coming your way. Like, I don't know what's coming your way. Anything. I don't know what's coming our way. It could be anything. I just decided to free ball it. Yeah. Like at the pool, no boxers under the swimsuit, free ball. I'm not wearing underwear right now, so we're free balling. I am. Well. I wish I wasn't. Well, you know, here we are. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little commando action. Sometimes you just got to let her breathe. You do. And him, yeah. I guess. You got to let the little men and women him. breathe. All right, um, Chrissy Shapeka, I, I feel like I just butchered her last name, but she's on TikTok and she is my idol. She is my ideal guest for this show, but she used to always say I do it for the girls, they's, gays, and non-binary babes. Mm-hmm. And I want her permission to put that on a t-shirt and like split the profits. Be like, yeah. I love that. So do it for the girls, gays, they's, and non-binary babes because over here we are inclusive. We're very inclusive. So before we hit record, we were talking about 
Human trafficking. <laughs> just some light topics for you know, here. We were just, just free balling, free balling, and we landed on sex trafficking. Somehow. But while we're on the topic, while we're on the topic, we might as well say hello. So Georgia's dog that she has, and he is absolutely adorable, showed up on your porch, mm-hmm. and you just woke up to like whimpering. Right. Right. And so I told her that I would have been nervous that it was like a sex trafficking thing because a lot of the times um, bad people, I don't know what to call them because I feel like it's not always a trafficking tactic, but most of the time it is, they will play recordings of crying babies because you hear that and you're going to go outside and be like, oh my God, like there's an abandoned child. And so you open the door, boom, they grab you. So I was like, ooh. But what I was going to say before we hit record, I was like, no, I kind of want to share this, is traffickers it's very common will leave things on your car so they will leave um it's normally money so like a dollar bill or a bill of some sort oh, like un- i've heard that mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. under your windshield wiper blade because when you get up to your car what are you going to do you're going to be like what's it. this and you're going to look at it and while you have your back to whatever mm-hmm. and you're quote unquote vulnerable they grab you right and so there was actually one time i was leaving work not too long a couple months ago and there was a pair of reading glasses, like, hung, like, clipped on my driver's side door. And so, granted, could it have been a trafficking thing? Absolutely. But could, like, someone have just dropped the glasses in the parking lot and they were like, oh, they're close to this car. I'll just right. hang them here. Maybe they're theirs. Whatever. But I saw something on my car and I immediately went back inside. And I'm not going to lie. I almost called the cops. But I was like, let me not, like, overreact. Um, but isn't that crazy that you have to, like think in your head like oh am I overreacting because I might be getting traffic because people are just awful <laughs> I went back inside and I was like hi hello I found the biggest fucking dude in the bar and I was like walk me to my car literally he was hammered but you know what they wouldn't have known I get walk out like he literally was like a like a 6'3 250 motherfucker he was a big dude but if you see something on your car do not stop to look at it. Get in your fucking car. Don't even get in your car. Turn around, walk right back to the fucking side wherever you were and call the cops. About the cops. So one time I was going to meet up with someone from Craigslist to buy something. Um, and we were meeting at a police station. So I like called the cops and I was like, hey, like I'm meeting up with this random person that I don't know in your parking lot. And they were like, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm just like a single woman like trying to call and like protect myself. And they were just like, okay. They don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. I, so I used to always get told that if you're being followed while you're driving to drive to the nearest police station. Mm -hmm. But more recently, I have actually been told to drive to the nearest fire station. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember the reasoning why. I think it was something about how they're like, mm, there more often than cops are at the station. So if you're ever being followed, first of all, make four lefts or four right turns, whatever you can do, because if they're still tailing you after that, you're being fucking followed. Drive to a fire station or police or anywhere very public. Right. I think a big safety tip that I actually have is whenever I'm traveling alone or even with my friends or wherever, and if it's starting to get dusk or after, first of all, if I ever heard a sob to pee, I always stop at a very public gas station. Oh, yeah. Or like Lights on, like blind me. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's starting to get dusk or after and it's dark, I stop at hotels and I stop at like oh, that's Marriott's. Like I stop at like five star hotels yeah. and I walk in. I've never once been turned away, but I walk into the lobby. I'm like, hey, I'm traveling by myself. Or like one time me and my friend were together and I was like, hey, we're traveling alone. 
Um, we just need to use the bathroom. Can we please use it and leave? And they're like, yeah, of course. But I stop at very, very, very nice hotels mm-hmm. to use the bathroom. And I never once have been told no. Yeah. Because if, you know, like a young woman is like, and you know what, let's just say worst case, they turn you away, you walk back out to your car, you find another hotel and try again. Exactly. But if That's it's, really smart. Though, if it's dusk I do a lot dark, of driving by myself. Mm-hmm. If it's dusk or dark, don't go to fucking gas stations. Mm-hmm. Go to like a nice ass hotel. Don't go, I'm not shitting on them because I've stayed at them, but like the Motel 6 or like Sleep In or La Quinta or Quality Inn. I mean, I like literally look for like a Hilton Marriott, like anything that's fucking nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pouring me another mimosa. If you don't know where to get champagne from, I swear to God, go to Aldi. Oh yeah. Go to Aldi, get their champagne. It's like five fucking dollars a bottle and they have juice, orange, strawberry, banana juice. Georgia also got apple cider juice. I really feel like if we had that caramel syrup. It would be so much better. So much better. Drink review while I'm live recording a podcast. Truly lemonade. Have you had these? Yeah, they're not my thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly the reaction I was expecting. That hurts my jaws. It's not good. Watch it. By the end of the episode, I'm going to finish it. (laughs) You will finish it. I know you will. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a solid like four out of ten. Truly Lemonade, hard seltzer. This is not an ad. This um, is not an ad. <laughs> truly pay me. Just kidding. Don't. I don't because your lemonade sucks. Don't. <laughs> don't pay me because your lemonade sucks. But Aldi can sponsor you. <gasps> Stop. I would shit myself. I just need to tell you how much restraint it took me from not going in the Isle of Shame when I was there. The Isle of Shame? With the Aldi finds, like, every week. They have new things in there. What? It's called the Aldi Isle of Shame. Yes. I bought a patio table last week for $10. No. Yeah, it's like sturdy shit, too. It's in my car. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in this Facebook group. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in a Facebook group, too. I wonder if it's the same. <laughs> Is it the Aldi Isle of Shame? That's what I'm in. Mm, I don't think so. But it's all about, like, what you find in the aisle and, like, if it's good, if it's not. Am I in this one? No. Oh my god. <laughs> you need to join. I'm I'll invite you. <laughs> Actually, I'll invite you right now. <laughs> I'm oh my god, is it Aldi Isle of Shame community? I think so, yeah. Because there's that and then there's Yeah, that's it. free. <laughs> yeah, Aldi Isle of Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I joined it. I love it. I'm gonna DM Aldi right now. Y'all do sponsorships. <laughs> Y'all sponsor? <laughs> oh. Aldi USA. Hey, I love you so much. (laughs) You are my favorite store to shop at. I recently started a podcast and would love to do an ad for y'all. Let me know if you're interested because y'all are the shit. XOXO heart emoji. Yeah, she actually sent it. <laughs> you Just, sounded like you were in the circle. XOXO. Have you finished <laughs> yes, season finished three? It. I'm almost done with season three. It's good. Personally, you can't beat season one. Oh, never. I never. mean, can you ever beat season one, though? Like, season one's always the goat. If you were in the circle, would you go in as yourself or would you catfish? I feel like I would catfish. Okay, why? And would you be a guy or a girl? So, I think I would 
I've actually put some thought into this. Okay. Um, I think I would go in as my brother because he's very, like, approachable. He's very, like, I don't know. I feel like girls, it's either a hit or a miss with social media, you know, becoming popular, that kind of thing. Because, I mean, you just get judged so easily. I feel easily. like as a guy, you wouldn't get judged as easily. Um, and I know a lot about my brother, so I feel like I would go in as him. I even texted my sister-in-law. I was like, have you watched this circle? And would you want to apply with me? And we could both go you play my brother. You could do like an Ava Chanel kind <laughs> yes, of thing. Or exactly. the, um, the dude's brother and his mom. Yes. And he's in one. But like her and I, we know so many different aspects of him. Like I feel like we could do it. You are him at this point. Yeah. I haven't put too much thought into it. But I'm like, would I want to go in as single or would I want to go in as married? Right. Because if I went in as single, I could play the flirt game. Exactly. Which seems to work out well for most of the people on there. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to flirt too much because bitches talk. Right. And all it takes is a group chat to be like, blah, blah, blah. All it takes. But then then, if I go in as married, it's like, then I don't want to say this to be like ugly, but then it's like. Am I, then it's like, well, are you even worth talking to? Like, should I even start a private chat? Because it's like, do I want to be disrespectful to your wife? You know? Right, I think I would go in, I think I would go in as single. I would probably go in single, too. I think I'd try and go in as a single mom or dad. Yeah, either one I think would would work. Because it's like, it's a fucking game. Yeah. Heartstrings. Exactly. So... So how do we transition into I got you. Don't worry. I've been drinking and thinking. Perfect. (laughs) Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. I drink and I know things. I drink and I know things. It's just how it goes. Let's talk about Kappa Apple Pie. Yeah. As we're drinking apple cider mimosa. What did you say to call the episode? Kappa Apple Cider Mimosa. That's going to be the name of it. Is it? And people are going to be like, "Mm -hmm." I don't even know. Um, The first episode, I will say, in the Greek Life series was... Mm, a little more in the negative light a a lot more a lot more ranty and so to start this one off I want to kind of go the opposite direction and like so tell me let's start with this tell me three positive takeaways whatever they are you tell me three I'll tell three and then we can go back and forth but like what are three positive things you can take away from Greek life at our school and specifically Kappa Apple Pie. Um, Floor is yours. For me, I feel like, you know, the major one was I met most of like my best friends still to this day. Like I still talk to all of them. We still hang out. We do things. And like, I mean, you know, there's a stereotype of like you're in a sorority, you're paying for your friends or whatever. But and like maybe we would have met outside of it, but I don't know if our relationship would have been as stronger if we would have bonded as much you know going through the same things mm-hmm. um so i would say that is my top one for sure what are two other positive takeaways i know i'm putting you on the spot you're really putting me on i the know spot. well it's because like i said like i focus on recruitment and i focus on a lot of very negative yeah. things and i want to sh- like personally i told you this earlier i don't encourage I'm not a Greek life advocate. Personally, I think Greek life across the fucking country should be abolished. However, I don't want people to listen again and be like, oh, this bitch is just bitter. She's just ranting. Like, it's fucking part two. Like, there are some positive things that I did not focus on that I want to. Yeah, I will say, like, when it was good, it was good. And I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. Like, 
I mean, there's always negatives in, you know, anything that you do. But I guess the other thing I would say that was positive for me is some, like, leadership experience. and. Did you um, ever have a position? Yeah, I was social chair. So what is social chair for people that, you know, don't aren't right. familiar with it? So basically you plan all of the formal state parties, mixers, um, and did you have a partner or was it, just, or was it just you? Yeah, it was me and we'll call her Rose. So you and Rose were social chair and you're talking about like the leadership, yes. you know, kind of that higher role experience right. was positive. Um, for the most part, it was positive. I mean, I can go into more details later. Um, so that was good. How would you say that having, because social chair, like she said, planned all of our social functions. However, because one of my friends was social chair at one point, so I saw a little bit of what into it. You're coordinating the venue, the event, the theme. And so for, is correct me if I'm wrong, but X amount of girls that are going to said function, you have to have X amount percent of girls as sober monitors for liability. So you're coordinating that. You're like, there's a lot of liability. There's a lot of everything that goes into it. So it's not just, oh, we're going to have a date function and we're going to have it here. Like there's a lot. It's not like I'm the social chair and I'm planning all the fun parties and I'm going to be drunk the whole time. Like that's not There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into it. And I mean, you're reaching out to the vendors, the DJs, the like. And then especially if it's a mixer with a fraternity, you've got to coordinate it with them. Which is the most impossible part because. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so I mean, it was trying, but it was fun. It really, I, in college, I thought that like event planning was something that I wanted to do. Okay. So like, it kind of like worked with that. Do I still want to do that? Not really. But like at that point in my life, like. But you had that going for you in your it experience. It was the experience that I needed. For okay. Yeah. All right. Think of a third positive, like takeaway. Because like I said, I really want to get into positives. Yeah. Of what we experienced, especially you being three years older than me. And right. Then... Um, so I guess the other thing I would say was the philanthropy. I feel like that's kind of cliche for most people who join sororities anyway. Um, but you kind of like latch on to a certain one, I feel like. Yes. Um, but yeah, ours was very close to me. So, you know, I enjoyed going to the fundraising events, doing the, you know, the walks, the all the different things that we did because I felt like it was not just benefiting like other people, but it was benefiting my family. So I guess I would say that. 100%. My three, I'm going to definitely agree with the relationship. So personally, my best friends that I still have today, um, I, two of them I have known since middle school and one of them, I also went to high school with her. So my best friends, I did not gain from Kappa Apple Pie. However, obviously, you're sitting in front of me. There are still women from our organization that I still talk to and that are actually in our town that I do see and talk to. And so I, I will say that I have maintained relationships. And I know last episode, I kind of made it sound like everyone was a major bitch, which <clears throat> I stand by that. However, I will say that from my grade and above, there were some women that were fucking icons and are going to take over the world somehow, and I can't wait to see it. There are still some people that I talked to that are absolutely amazing, and then while I was in, I talked about it last episode, but I had a lot of death close to me, friends, family, Mm -hmm. family, friends, 
and I was very, very, very fortunate to have the girls from Kappa Apple Pie support me the way that they did. Yeah. Um, I actually did have some girls come to my dorm and drop off like cupcakes or no cupcakes. And then they pick, also picked me up like fucking Chick-fil-A or something. Oh, that was sweet. Exactly. And so I will say that, you know, what I was going through freshman year and the support that I did receive was ungodly amazing. And I yeah. don't think I would have gotten through everything as well as I did without the support that I had. And so one of my grandparents passed away from something that our philanthropy is very closely tied to. And a lot of other women in our sorority have had family members diagnosed, exposed to said disease. And just having girls by my side that can relate to it, unfortunately, and have had family members pass away from it. I hate that they could understand because it was a fucking brutal thing to right. witness, but it was also comforting in a sense to, you know, have that support from people who actually understood what I was going through. Yeah. So I will say if anyone's listening that can relate and can probably pick up on what I'm talking about, I do want to extend a massive thank you because that got me through because because my grandpa and I were so close. Right. And so what he passed away from other girls could relate to and that was monumental for me my second pro well can I comment on your first pro real quick so like kind of we both had the same first pro yeah and like I think part of it too is like we went to high school together and like maybe we crossed paths a couple times but I don't think we ever would have like built a relationship without being Uh, in apple pie um so I would say that's like you know another and not just like me and you, but like there were lots of people in our from our high school that went oh my God. to our, <laughs> into our I sorority. Got in, there was like seven. Yeah. Already there were so many. And like many people of us. that I knew of, but never people that I had like tried to build. I remember with. you came up to me and we were at um a Delta Sig house, White House or pregame. Uh-huh. And it was um big little mixer. And you came up to me drunk as hell. And you were like, oh, my God, are you sad? Did you go to Leesville? We went to high school together. And I was okay, like, okay, let me just, like, <laughs> disclaimer. I think I was on drugs that night. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I definitely was. And I was like, hi, yeah. And so me and my family, we showed up as fucking Ninja Turtles. So I'm like a Ninja Turtle. I'm like, but I was drunk as shit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And you were like, come here. And I know you, like, took a selfie of us on Snapchat. Uh, it's probably there somewhere. I never saw that picture. And I would love to know if you saved it. Let's see if we it. would have been. Because that would have been 2017. If you did, I'm actually going <laughs> to shit my fucking pants. Was that? It would have been October, right? Probably. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. You, you have ready? the picture. <laughs> Hashtag. Well, I remember you came up. And then you, like, put your, like, arm, or, like, grabbed me so, like, the face smush and took the selfie. And I was like, okay, bye. Look how cute we were, though. Anyways. <laughs> Let's go back to the pros. To the pros. Okay, the so pro- tell, me, tell me your number two, then. What did I say? Philanthropy, relationships. Okay, this is going to sound, fuck. This is going to sound almost conceited and stuck up. Let's hear it. But there, at least at our school, was, so correct me if you think I'm wrong, us, 
and two other organizations. And I'm sure you can probably figure out what they are. So our school did not really care about like tears, but at the same time they did. Yeah. I would say us and two others were top tier. And so with us, there was almost a sense of status. Yeah, I hear that. Wearing our letters. And I Well, and I felt that like even just going through the recruitment process, like oh, I felt yeah. like and I guess more like after bid day, but people were like, "Oh, you're a you're a bu- apple pie." Like, oh, oh, like you're with the good girls or like you're with the fun girls, like that kind of like thing. Like I said us and it was almost a sense of status for lack of a better word. And, you know, fraternities wanted you there. Tailgates wanted you there. You know, just the on-campus presence. And it was like you were recognized just by the letters you wear. And it was almost, it really inflated the ego. Oh, 100%. And so when you're coming in, like I talked about on the first episode, typically most girls going through recruitment are 18. They're freshmen. And, you know, there's, there's older girls sometimes. But for the most part, it's freshmen. And when you're going through... And you just want friends. You don't have that strong of sense of self. And you get a bid from one of the quote-unquote, like, more popular, desired, elite, top-tier, whatever the fuck you want to call it, sororities. It does something to you. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily completely a pro. But I do know for me, I was just... It was an ego boost. It was an ego boost. And I was thrown into this environment... Where you were invited to tailgates, parties, mixers, functions. You were just thrown right into it without even... Tr- it was just it was just based off your fucking letters. Right. It was just based off the bid that you got. You were already at the parties. You, you were, were already the, there. Yeah, you were everywhere. You were already there. And I will say, I think mm, another pro I have is your pledge class specifically so many and I can name drop so I'm not going to but do we know what pledge classes are so okay good point pledge classes are every year obviously there's recruitment so and it goes based off of the Greek alphabet so let's say the very first year or once it starts over it is alpha alpha so alpha is the very first letter of the Greek alphabet okay so the the first pledge class it goes through is alpha alpha Greek alphabet couple first letters alpha beta gamma delta. So the next and so those are all the girls that went through recruitment and that one single year makes up the pledge class. So then the next year the girls that go through recruitment so the first letter stays the same so and then it's gonna be alpha beta. So once you go through all the letters it starts over. It's complicated but whatever a pledge class is whatever group of girls went through recruitment that current year so your pledge class at least me personally I'd love to ask other girls in my pledge class I feel like made me feel the most welcomed oh that's so sweet though a hundred percent and I and it was sad because they were either graduating in December yep or they were graduating in May so they went there for that long but definitely the girls that were seniors when I was a freshman 100 percent 100 percent made me feel the most welcome easily and I will say that was a huge pro I feel like that was the same case when I was going into it like I feel like when I was a freshman 
the seniors were the nicest. Like some, for some reason, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But when I was a freshman, I felt very like cared for by the senior mm-hmm. pledge class. Like I felt very like they wanted me there kind mm-hmm. of thing. I distinctly remember I was in the library and I was in letters and I was sitting by myself and she came over to me and she was like, hey, I see you're a Kappa Apple Pie. Like, do you want to come sit with us? And this was like maybe like two weeks after midday. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went over and I like sat with her and I forget who else was at the table. But she like went out of her way. She was like, oh my God, so like you're new. Like how's recruitment? It was like talking to me, but like she literally got up from her table Came over to me because she saw my just because she saw my fucking letters. Right, I mean there's good like, like we were talking about earlier. Like, there are so many pros, but I mean sometimes just like the bad things that happen can outweigh those. Mm-hmm. But like, some of the experience were experiences were so good and they were so. Oh yeah, I also will say that. So you graduated. I dropped out. But even Well, I got kicked out, but continue. I just went from college. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and then I have tea for you. Yeah, we need to hear it. We've been too positive. But yeah. I will say, I will say this is a massive fucking pro, I think at least. Is even, you know, being someone who dropped out, there are still girls on Instagram who I will DM that were in while I was in and even have graduated before I got in that I can DM or whatever. And I'll be like, hey, I was a cap apple pie at blah, blah, blah school. I know you were too. And it's the networking. Oh, 100%. And all you have to do is name drop your letters. And it's, I really, I really feel like it's with the older girls that especially are like, oh my God, hey, bitch. What's up? And it's like you just immediately, even if you've never fucking met them, it's this immediate network just yeah. because you name drop the letters. And that is fucking crucial. Whether you're moving, you're looking for a job, because you know someone who knows however many someones. Well, and that's like part of the whole point of being in a sorority, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. for post-graduation, post-sorority you know, life, you have connections anywhere. And anywhere. I feel like that's like... Definitely one of the pros. I had a woman come up to me. She was in a fucking wheelchair in an airport a couple years ago. She came up to me. I was in, like, a lettered sweatshirt. She came up to me, and she was like, oh, I was a Kappa Apple Pie back in the fucking, like, 70s. Didn't know her. I was like, oh, my God, hey, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know her. But it's, like, it's that sense of there's actually But it's more, like, outside of the college walls. Like, it's nothing that, like, in college, like, when – you know, things are good, things are bad. Like, that's not really something that, like, is apparent at that particular time. Like, once you're out of, you know, that little college bubble. Yes. Those are things that, you know, become a little more apparent to you. Like, networking with people that yes. are in your same sorority. Like, I know that even, you know, as much shit as I've talked about Kappa Apple Pie, let's just say someone messaged me. And they were like, hey, I just moved to Raleigh. I know that you were a Kappa Apple Pie, like I am too, or I was too. I'd be like, oh, hey, like, what do you need? Do you need, like, good places for coffee, food, a job, whatever? Like, even if someone just was in my DMs and name-dropped our letters, 
as much shit as I've talked about it, like, I would still be like, oh, hey. Exactly. Just because of the letters. Right. You have that instant connection. Absolutely. So, you know, I will say that to kind of wrap up the pros, the relationships, whether. That was like the top. Yeah. You know, thing is the best friends you carry to this day, the relationships you have outside of the college. So even though personally, I feel like I don't have like the quote unquote like best friends that you have. I do know that there are very specific and certain women from our organization that if I were hit up and was like, yo, I need X, Y, Z. No doubt. Right. No doubt. They'd hold it down for me. One hundred fucking percent. So not everyone. Not everyone sucked. No. 100% not. There are pros. Absolutely. Do you want to know the tea that I heard this week? (laughs) Yes. I. So I was getting Mexicano and I was actually with a sister. The tea. Yes. (laughs) I have been absolutely dying as soon as I heard to tell you. I don't know. I don't know who it is. And I'll tell you why I don't know who it is in a moment. Okay. So I got Mexicano with a friend. Who was in Kappa Apple Pie. So she stayed in, obviously, after I dropped out. And she told me that there was a girl who is new. And I think she would have been pledge class. I think she would have. She might have been last year's pledge class. So 2020. So she's new. And <laughs> she was recorded in letters. In Kappa Apple Pie letters. <laughs> Are you ready for this? No. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't know where she was. And I don't know how the video got around, but it fucking did because everyone has a camera these days. Right. And a microphone. She was recorded saying that being gay is a sin and fags should go to church and gay people should go to church and find the Lord. And she said a couple other homophobic things. So, our... Vice president at the time, who was head of standards, and for those who don't know what standards is, it's some people call it J board, like judiciary or judicial board or whatever. But it's basically if you ever get in trouble for whatever, you have to report to standards, is what we called it at least. So our vice president was head of standards. So this girl got sent to standards. The vice president at the time. I'm not ready. (laughs) No, you're not. And I'll tell you after the fact. But she's fucking gay. And was dating a girl. The vice president? Yes. Okay. So she was in the pledge class after me. Oh my God. Wait, I think you do know her, but hang on. So she was in the pledge class after me. Our vice president was gay. Dating a girl. Also in our sorority who was older. Whatever. Didn't do a thing. Let her off with a fucking warning. Are you kidding me? Zero consequences. And so our (gasps) diversity and inclusion chair was when I was. That's new. That yeah. wasn't around when I was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God for it because it needs to be mm-hmm. there. After the fact, she actually dropped because she was like, I'm not going to be in a fucking organization that doesn't do shit about this. And so when I heard about it, I was like, man, she is lucky I was not still there because like being, you know, part of the alphabet mafia, I would have ripped her a whole new asshole. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like homie wouldn't have been able to walk after I was done with her. <laughs> <laughs> no lube no i would have said grab your ankles and bend the fuck Buckle over up, bitch. <laughs> bend over grab your ankles no lube i cannot believe that ky jelly who <laughs> no consequences 
Nothing. That and blows so my mind. After, so it was my sophomore year. So after you were gone, our VP at the time implemented a points system. And so if you did X, Y, or Z, whatever different, you know, actions that could have gotten you sent to standards had a certain point level matter, whatever amount attached to them. Mm-hmm. And if you had more than 10 points on your name, you got kicked out. So how the fuck homophobia doesn't equal any points blows my f- yeah. I think I had like six or four points when I dropped. Standards is going to be a whole ass other episode. Because I was sent to standards for some bullshit <laughs> more than once. More than once. But a new girl was seen and recorded in letters making homophobic oh ass. Oh I don't know who it was. Couldn't tell you who it was. There's the new girl. I was actually at, um, I don't know. Y'all might have done this when uh, you were still there. But on Tuesdays before a chapter, we would have Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Up in the, um, the, uh, um, the yes. par- parlor room. The parlor room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the parlor room. And so we would have Bible studies up there before chapter. And I remember one time we were up there and I used to go, I was going for a couple weeks because I was trying to get back into my faith. And it was great. Like, I really enjoyed it. And then one week I was there and I wasn't out yet. And there were some girls who were somehow, we got on the topic of LGBTQIA plus community and about how immoral it was and sinful and you know xyz blah 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 and so like i said i was not out at the time so i'm sitting there like kind of sweating a little bit and so i actually got up and left and so i lived in the aph at the time and i like went up to my room and just like cried because i was like great I will say that being in Kappa Apple Pie forced me way further back into the closet than I probably yeah. would have been. So one thing I will say about that, though, is um, I grew up in a very, like, Southern Baptist conservative Same. household, which I feel like most people from our area do. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into college, like, I only had in my head what I was told as a child Yes. and grew up learning. So I feel like I was very... Behind the times, and I feel like I was very, what's the word? Um, Would you say closed-minded or no? Yeah, I would say closed-minded for sure. And, like, I'll come out and say that because I was. And I've definitely said some things I know that piss people off, like, beginning of my college times. But I feel like being in this sorority, like, towards the end, like, it really gave me a whole new mindset I feel like I met like a lot of different people I know what you went through and I know that that was difficult but I feel like for me I began to be more accepting and more like okay let me like sit back like take a step back and look at what like I was told my whole life and maybe honestly it wasn't even the sorority it might have just been like being in college and being somewhere outside of Raleigh yeah So, like, now, do my parents and I get along and do we agree on everything? No, because, like, I've completely shifted. You've had a different exposure. Exactly. Um, So I definitely think, like, the first couple years of college, I was very close-minded and I very much had my opinions. Um, But they weren't even, like, my opinions. They were just, like, what someone had, like, drilled into my head for years. Right. So I think that, honestly, I will say, I think it's more just being in college and being exposed to other people's experiences it's interesting because where we went to school is it's so here's where it's interesting is because 
I feel like you have a lot of very liberal, left-winged individuals. I feel like you have a lot of very progressive individuals. I feel like you also have a lot of yee-yee motherfuckers. I feel like you also have a lot of backwoods, right-wing, conservative, Republican people. You students. get, like, every end of oh the spectrum. Oh, my God. It's wild. So yeah. just really... It is so dependent on what, like, mm, niche, click, quote-unquote, <laughs> whatever you fall into. Yeah. But where we went to school, it, it really... Because you would see motherfuckers walking around in, like, camo and beards and, like, having, like, a Trump flag on their mm-hmm. backpack. And then literally 30 seconds later, you pass someone with blue hair and their pronoun buttons rainbow on their socks, backpack like... and rainbow socks. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just, you were, you were exposed to a lot yeah. where we went to school. And it just, it goes back to confirmation bias. It just really, and like mob yeah. mentality almost. And it goes back to where you chose to align yourself. Right. And in our sorority, I feel like for the most part, the girls fell further left. Um, I do know that personally a girl in my pledge class was way further right and I do know that she was bullied and kind of excluded from things because of that like and she would love to like hunt in a camo country kind of gal and she was definitely like looked at differently and so her and I are actually still really fucking tight to this day but we both know that politically like we're not going to agree we've tried to have those conversations and And those are just conversations you know you can't have exactly you won't have and so her and I, like, we just have that shit off the table. But her and I are still so fucking close. Yeah. But because of, you know, her lifestyle and her views, she wasn't inv- invited to things. Like right. tailgates or pregames even. I she wasn't invited, which I think is fucked up. But I do want to, like, because I know I probably said some things, like, early on in college that, like, looking back on today, like, I'd be like, hmm, don't know if I agree with that. I will say, to recap, there are definitely some positives to be taken away from Greek life and our specific organization and school. I think it really depends on the individual, whether the good outweighs the bad. There definitely are some positives. I will say like, I I did have a lot of fun. Yeah. It was fun when it was fun. It was fun when it was fun, but it sucked when it sucked. What sucked Georgia? What sucked? Go ahead. What sucked? (laughs) I just feel like the fakeness was... What fakeness? Everyone was so real and genuine. Yeah. I mean, what am I talking about? That's crazy. (laughs) What did you experience? crazy. I think one thing I would say is, like, the relationships you form, like, before recruitment, during recruitment, and then even, like, a bit afterwards, like, they feel so, like, welcoming and warm. And then a few months later, things just kind of, like, fall off the face of the earth Mm -hmm. you kind of get like well me personally I'm not saying this like in general but like I felt very thrown aside by some of the relationships I had made um and just like not really cared about the way I thought I was when you know they were kind of supposed to be taking care of you like mentoring you Mm -hmm. they're like that literal big sister yeah And I felt very, like, abandoned when that happened. Obviously, we're all, like, when we're freshmen, sophomores, like, 
really all throughout college we're crazy we just like party like that's fun. yes whatever that's what you do but I feel like somehow my freshman year I got like that party girl reputation like in a very bad way and I think that a target was kind of put on my back personally I feel that way within kappa apple pie yeah okay um so it was like a miracle for me to get that social chair position so I think from some of the older sisters I had talked to after we did you know the whole slating slating election thing it was fucked up (laughs) um (laughs) but it put it that way um but from one of the older sisters that I talked to that was present for that someone had mentioned how it was going to be a test for me oh I remember you telling me about this yeah and I was like you really don't think I can handle this or be because if you're a social chair you have to be sober at all of the events all of them one of the two social chairs has to be sober like you can take turns which we did but to hear that I was like seriously (laughs) and so I want to take a moment and say slating is so in a sorority what is it it's normally in the fall right is I think it's in it's it's in the fall voting happens in January like the positions are January to December I think that's when they go into effect because I got slated oh you're right yeah 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 yeah. so voting happens in the fall semesters and so that is basically for all the exec and chair positions, which can be detailed in a later date, is when people apply and run for and get voted for. And if two people are nominated for the same position, or however many, more than one, they step outside and the, what is it, like pro, con, con, pro, con, pro, con, con, pro. con pro, or pro, con, 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 pro, whatever. You always have to end on a pro. You always have to end on a pro. So you can stand up and speak while they are out of the fucking room. The student is not even to their face. They're not even present for it. You can speak on behalf of the person, you know, you want them for that position. Or you can say a con to why you don't think that they should have that position and nothing is supposed to leave the room. But it always leaves the fucking room. It always room. leaves the room. It always leaves the room. And the people that say the cons, guess what? They're never going to own that shit up to your fucking face. No, they won't. Because I got slated for a position. I actually got slated for two fucking positions. But I got slated for a position. And the people that had the cons for me were people that came out of the fucking woodworks like snakes. And I was like, I didn't even know you had an issue with me, period. Anyways, that's how that works. Well, I'll just say, so my position was difficult. It was me and another co-chair, so we both had the position together. Social chair is hard. It was difficult. Um, I had to go, one of us had to go, one of the social chairs had to go on this, like, exec retreat to Atlanta. RLC. Yeah. Yeah. And the other social chair didn't want to go, so guess who went? I went. It was shitty. It sucked. It was two full days of just bullshit basically and it was long and annoying but I went I sucked it up then the other social chair at the time with me um could not be present for formal that year shut up why so I think she was at like a fraternity formal or something fuck off so I did that whole formal by myself I ended up having to call the ambulance because one of our girls had no pulse and was (gasps) hung over a toilet there were guys doing coke in the bathroom so it was like this total shit show. I got so much backlash for that. First of all, all of my we mentioned earlier how a certain percentage of 
the sisters that show up have to be sober mm-hmm. to help you kind of manage as everything as a liability. I think almost all of my sober monitors showed up completely trash. Not surprised. Um, so it was just me. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm calling you're the also, ambulance. What, like, you're getting kicked out. I was literally 19 years old. Like, exactly. I was like, what child. am I supposed to do? I was a literal child. You were a child. So that all happened. I got a lot of shit for that. We got in some trouble for that formal. I feel like Nationals probably would have contacted. Oh, Nationals got, yeah, got involved. It was a whole thing. Nationals um, loves to get involved So can. our next big, like, I think it was semi-formal is, like, the next big event. So we have, yeah. like, formal in the spring and then semi-formal in the fall. I told the other social chair, I was like, you're sober for this one. Because I just went through ABC, and I'm not doing that again. And you went through hell. It was awful. So, whatever. So, for the next year, I applied to be the basically the pledge mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, new member ed. Because that would have been yours. You've told me about this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I applied to be the new member educator, which basically you're the pledge mom for the incoming pledge class. You take care of them. You show them the ropes. You know, I'm very outgoing warm friendly. you would have been perfect for it so come to find out i was the only one to apply for the position but when they were slating people they slated one of my roommates so they slated her so basically they picked her for the role she accepted she was one of my roommates she came downstairs and she was like hey just you know like they slated me for this role and i was like well that's what i wanted and you know at first i was like but her, but I was like, whatever. And so then you go into the formal. Yep, you have to vote. Voting session, you know, and people can nominate you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people knew that that's what I wanted to do, and I knew I would be good at it. And so one of my other roommates stood up, nominated me. So me and my roommate at the time, we both went out because we were both nominated. Mm-hmm. And that's when they do the pro con, con pro thing. Oh. Um, I ended up not getting the position. Um, come to find out later, the girl who I was co-social chair with gave Rose. one of the cons. Of course she did. And was talking about how I didn't do anything, how I left her hanging, how I, literally all of that. And I was like, are Shut you? Shut the fuck up. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and I was so upset. But I think after that is kind of like the point where I was just like, fuck this like like I don't care I don't care anymore and so my roommate who was one of my best friends at the time she got the position she ended up withdrawing from the position oh Um, yeah and that's how we got my pledge mom yes so she withdrew from the position a couple months later maybe it was over the summer because she was like I have too much. I can't handle so it. So why did blah, it not blah, go blah. to you when it went to blah, blah, That's blah? That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think because at that point I was like, fuck it. Like, like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like, that's, like, really what I wanted. And that's, like, really, like, the pathway I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And if people didn't believe in me and people didn't give me that support, that was I was like, what's the point? Like, I'm sick of trying to prove people wrong and, like, Give them another idea about me, you know? I will say I really did love our pledge mom that I had. However, I feel yeah. like you would have fucking crushed that role. Well, and she did a great job. Oh, my God. Icon. I mean, like, at that point, I was like, whatever. I'm over it. You definitely would have fucking crushed that role, too. And so after that, it was kind of downhill for me, I would say. Um, then we get to, let's flash forward to my senior year. Um, so 
I was having financial difficulties within the sorority. I mean, that shit was expensive. I was going to say, let's just take a moment and keep going. I want to see if I can find our specific organization's dues online. So I went in. As soon as I got into school and got into a sorority, I realized my family, my parents aren't going to pay for that. Like, so I got, you know, part-time jobs, doing whatever I could do to pay for that. My senior year, I was like, my plan was to go to grad school. So I was starting to fill out grad school applications, doing all these clinical, you know, classes. And shit was starting to add up. So I went to the exec board and I was like, listen, here's my situation. Like, yes, I'm graduating in May, but I would like to go alum in December because I can't afford another semester mm-hmm. being a sister in the sorority because I've got all these grad school applications, you know, whatever. And they basically were like, that sucks for you. Like, you're still in. You know how many people go alum in December? So many. My GBIG did. Like, why is the financial reason not make you able to go My GBIG did it. Yeah, so many people did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, people even did it a year before they graduated because they had so much to do the next year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so, like, why for me is, like, like why are you going to put me into, like, financial debt, basically? I never got, like, a clear answer on that. They basically were like, suck a dick. And you're staying. And I was like, well, I can't afford it. And they're like, well, that sucks. So. They didn't even offer you a payment plan? No. Anything? Nothing. They were just and like. mind you, mm-hmm. you, to the listeners, you've been in three and a half years at this point. At this point, yeah. Three okay. and a half years. Got it. Um, Clarifying. Yeah. So one of my roommates was in the sorority. She had received a year scholarship for the sorority at one of our philanthropy events or something. And she ended up dropping at the end of... Oh, oh! Keep going. I know where you're going with this. At the end of the fall semester. So I had one semester left. Before she dropped, she wrote a letter to our exec board. And she was like, you know, I got this scholarship. I want to reward it, you know, to Georgia because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, she loves this place. She wants to stay in, whatever. And, um... She was like, and I want her to have, you know, this other part of my scholarship because I'm not going to be needing it, obviously, because I'm leaving. And so at first, everything was fine. And they were like, yeah, we can do that, whatever. And so we get a couple months into, like, spring semester. But I basically got an email from um, exec or somebody, and they were like, yeah, so we can't do that. Um, And I was like, we can't transfer that scholarship. And I was like, okay well, I already told you that I couldn't pay this. You want to let me go alum, and you're just going to make me stay here and, like, build up debt? Like, that's ridiculous. And they're basically like, you need to pay or we have to kick you out. And I was like, well, kick me the fuck out because none of y'all have care about me. None of you have ever cared about me. I don't feel supported. I don't feel, you know. So that was the end of that. Um, until, until graduation comes around. Oh, I don't know if I know where you're going with this now. No, this is just dumb, but it was funny. So I had ordered the stoles for my graduation, which are are basically the wraps that you put around your graduation attire that have your sorority letters on them, basically letting Mm -hmm. people know you're in the sorority. So I still had that, and I was like, I paid three and a half years to be in this sorority. I'm going to wear these in my damn 
senior pictures. Mm-hmm. And I did. And people were pissed. <laughs> they were so pissed. But I was, like, so over it at that point. Like, I was like, how are you going to treat somebody like that? I, and, but then, okay, the most – <laughs> one of the most – Savage things I have ever seen done in my fucking life was done by Miss Georgia. I need to like take on the lid. I think I know what you're about to I hope about, you know. I think I do. So my formal, my freshman year, her soft sophomore, senior, <laughs> her senior year, the DJ that we had for every fucking function. Was. Mind you, I was social chair, so I had a very close connection with him. <gasps> that because, makes even more sense! Because I was getting him for all of our events. Yes. Continue. <laughs> so, this DJ, we'll just call him DJ. DJ, Georgia showed up too formal. And mind you, we had a policy that if someone, you know, had gone alum or dropped. And so, if you've gone alum or dropped, you can't just show up to a function. And you have to be voted on by the chapter to basically, like, be allowed there. Well, that didn't fucking happen. Georgia just showed up (laughs) as the DJ's date. And no one could do a fucking thing about it. Because they were like, oh, well. No one. No one could do a fucking thing. So I remember being a freshman. I did not go to your pregame. I think I went to – I definitely went to someone else's. But I remember going to formal. I was a sober monitor for that. And I remember, sh- like, showing up and seeing you. And I was like, oh. And it was, like, one of the most iconic things I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I forgot I did that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I still think about that so fondly. So, so fondly. So I'm like, the DJ literally texted me and was like, would you want to be my date to the Kappa Apple Pie formal? And I was like. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I was like, yes, I'm going. Up and, I, and I remember, I don't even remember who Law was. I really wish I would call the names. But I just remember so many girls being like, fucking Georgia. And they were so <laughs> mad That was my it. last formal. They were so mad intended, about it. Fuck you. They're to so that mad. chapter. They were so mad about it. Like, I had a great three and a half years mostly besides, like, you know, the backstabbing and the bullshit but towards the end I was just like fuck this like I've put so much into this and you've gotten how much out absolutely nothing besides like the wonderful friendships that I still have but I just always felt very like minimized I felt very like I would say I felt very underappreciated very like invalidated invalidated for the things that I did for maybe just even who I was. I felt like sometimes my character was under attack. Like I said, I had that target on my back the whole time. I felt like, and so like when you talk about how one of the presidents literally pretty much got away with at one of her first functions, how she was up on a bar and showed her like literally flipped her dress up and showed her entire fucking underwear and like next to nothing really kind of happened and then she literally ended up being the chapter president and was like super popular and all these friends. It's very much like a popularity contest. It's, it's very much who you know. It's very much who you make relationships with and if you don't make them with the right people, you're not going to get the positions you want. You're mm-hmm. not going to get the respect that you deserve because you're not in a certain like tier of that sorority. And that's the very frustrating part. And it feels like um, even 
even if you're not in that quote unquote tier of the sorority, like you said, it almost feels like you're, I guess for lack of a better word, fighting or like competing to be in said tier. Yeah. And then it's like, what the fuck are you actually doing? Like, who are you other than someone who's, you're almost clout chasing in a way. Yeah, I would say so. You're definitely, you're definitely clout chasing. Let's wrap it up. What are your parting words? Well, I guess what I would say is all in all, it wasn't a horrific experience for me specifically. I mean, there are ups and downs, you know, in every situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it made me a stronger person. In some ways, it made me a better person. But I would just say, you know, I hope all those bitches that were rude and mean, um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys are doing (laughs) so much better. I hope you've um, grown and evolved because, you know, we grow and we age. Drunk Sarah also wants to say that I hope you have fucking choked once or twice. But. Just occasionally. Sober, (laughs) healthy-minded Sarah is like, I hope you're doing better. Happy, healthy. I hope you get better. Like a damn sociopath. God, I wish that I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, I do like, I had a good overall experience like just had some Mm -hmm. minor you know things that really dented the ego but at the end of the day I feel like made me a stronger person so um so here's another Greek life episode in the books once again I don't feel like reading questions or submissions just because I feel like this episode will be even more longer if I do Thank you for tuning in. You know the drill. Go follow us. Go rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts because I'm there. And if and when I make the top 25 charts, I'm going to black the fuck out on Instagram Live. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) I'm holding myself to that. If I hit top 25 on Apple Podcasts, I'm blacking out. And no one can stop me. As you should. As I should! So thank you again for listening. I will... Oh, my little baby thanks for being here thanks for coming thanks Thanks for for inviting me thanks for having me thanks for dealing with me figuring out the fucking technical technical difficulties difficulties aside this was wonderful i appreciate we drank so much champagne we drank like two bottles two bottles basically like a bottle each (laughs) (laughs) hope it was good we'll see see. (laughs) all right i will see you sinners next week should we like clink yeah we should clink Clink. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, bitches. I'll see you guys next week.